Uh. Some of my peoples one time. What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, you're back with us again. This is Across the Intersection podcast. You got two-thirds of the mod squizzard in the building. This is AJ. I'm in here with A. Schmish. Hey. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and the Clouds of Sound. Um, Hit us up on divemedia.co. And as always, you can hit us up on social media, um, on Twitter at Across This and on the Grizzam at Dive Media, Dive underscore media, excuse me. And as always, I am on the medias of the social variety um, at Divinimous, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S on Twitter. So yeah, two thirds of us in the building. Um, Eve is out globe trotting as she usually does. You know, she gets it in. Mm. So um, shout out to Eve. Hope, hope she has a safe travels coming back. But as you can imagine, you 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 hear the the clear sounds of that voice over there. That's because I got him in the studio today. Uh. We not uh we we not dependent on the internets on the interwebs today. Mm. Everybody's in the building. Mm. We playing footsie and all that under the table. Yeah yeah. Don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so y'all y'all know how we do. We uh we we're trying to get one in because Eve's gonna be gone for a minute, and then I'm gonna be gone for a couple weeks. So we got to get one in for the month of May, uh, May Day, May Day, May Day. By the way, I just found out. I know I'm I'm not very informed on certain things. I just found out May Day. Did you, did you know about May Day? What specifically about it? That May first is like Labor Day globally, except for the United States, because of uh like a um, protest that turned into a massacre in the late 19th century in like Chicago, I think it was. I think it was Chicago. Uh, not specifically that, but I know that uh, May 1 is a very holy holiday for certain um, certain groups. Uh, May 1 is the reported uh, date. Uh, it's what's accredited to be the, the, the um, date of the American Revolution. Mm. Uh, it's also re- re- recorded... So, you know, retroactively is accredited to be um, the date of, uh, I want to say, the French Revolution as well. Mm. It happened uh, a few years later. The French Revolution, I think, is in 1789. Really? Yeah, and the American Revolution is 1776. 17, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so the I forget who was president at that time made um made a, a law and moved the US Labor Day mm. to September mm. to like erase the memory of that massacre that took place. Sure. Um was wild. So I just found that out just re- I found that out recently. So yeah, May Day May it Day. This is also um the day I think that's the the, the day of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. No, May the, first? It, yeah, I think so. It I could, could be. be wrong. We just throwing out all types of random facts because y- y'all know how we do. So anyway, speaking of um well, it's not speaking of anything. We're just going to shift gears here. That's what we call a segue in the business. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, there's something that, you know, I wanted to chit-chat about. It's about a week old. Um, it happened. So, this was a shooting that took place uh, two years ago. Um, it was July, well, uh, almost two years ago. It was July 2017. Um, if you recall, it was when an officer... Um, uh, another police shooting, right? Um, a police officer in Minnesota, Minnesota, 
uh, Officer Noor, N-O-O-R, Muhammad Noor. Um, he shot and killed Miss Justine Rezeznik. Mm, that's it's a whole lot of consonants, not enough vowels in that last name. Yeah, R U S Z C Z Y K. Rezeznik. Um, he shot and killed her in uh, Minneapolis. So, what happened was him and his partner um, re- was responding to a call. He, I'm, I'm, and I'm giving you the abridged version because I want to get to what I really want to talk about. Um, they responded to a call. Then they heard a loud bang when they got to where they were responding to. Miss Rezizic was apparently rushing the car. Mr. Officer Noor reached across his partner and fired his weapon one time, killing Miss Rezizic. Now that's really short. You can go and do the digging from a couple years ago because I want to jump to what we talked, what we want to talk about now. So you may be numb to a lot of the police shooting that's been going on here um, in the last, you know, four or five years, or at least what's been publicized. Police shootings have been going on for the history of this country, um, and um, it's funny. It's not funny, but it's interesting that there actually was an article um, out recently that. Um, police shootings are actually going down statistically, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't be able to tell that by social media. Mm-hmm. But on another note, so here's the here's the kicker for this story though. Um, the officer in this situation is African. He's uh, Somalian American, and the victim is Caucasian. Well, she's Australian. Um, her ancestry would be European because they used Australia as a penal colony. Didn't know if y'all knew that or not. They used to take European prisoners and just drop them off mm. in the island. Yeah, but anyway, English, yeah. so anyway, that's the crazy part. So you can tell by where I'm going what was the result. So um, Officer Noor was on trial this week, and he was convicted. He was convicted of manslaughter. Officer Noor, um, he was a two-year veteran. Miss um, Rizizic, she was a dual citizen of Australia and the United States. And, you know, that's neither here nor there. But Officer Noor was convicted. Um, he'll be sentenced on June 1st. Isn't that crazy? Now, this is without no camera, right? Because the article says that it, because this, this is a uh, Yahoo uh, News article. You can go check it out. Written by Amy Forliddy. Um, And it's also an Associated Press article. Um. He didn't have him and his partner did not have their body cameras on. Take Damn. take that or leave that for whatever it's worth. Um, and his partner was there. His partner also said that they felt threatened. You know, you know the the whole story. And yet he still took an L. He still took an L in the courtroom. Now, for me personally, when I read this article, you know who I actually I actually felt bad for somebody. It wasn't Officer Noor. It wasn't for Miss Rizik's family. I actually felt bad. Because the article talks about all the different police unions and everybody who was on, you know, they on behalf of Officer Noor. I actually felt bad for all of the black people in law enforcement that actually thought this case was going to go another way. That's the first thing I thought about. I said, I wonder how many black officers actually thought this was going to go down a different way. Like genuinely thought that. Genuinely thought, oh no, he was doing his job. His life was threatened. You know, the usual spiel that you hear when an officer kills somebody. Like they actually thought that that they was gonna buy that. 
Like that was going to work this time. Like that's what I thought when I read the article. Like you really thought that. Like I know it's people that genuinely think that who work in law enforcement and believe blue lives matter and blah, 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 blah. They actually thought that this African officer was going to be able to pull the okie doke like most white officers do when they get, sh- get caught shooting somebody on camera, let alone with no camera. I don't know. That's just what I thought about when I read this joint. I, I actually felt bad for those people because the reality sink in. Like, you think a uniform is going to take away your black skin? Like, is that what you thought? Like, is, is that what you really thought, that uh, a jury in the United States was going to let you gun down a white woman and just let it ru- ride off some Blue Lives Matter type, you know, hey, Blue Lives Matter, it's all good. I just, I feel bad for those people because they, they actually have a genuine belief in in the system in which they work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, 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 it's untrustworthy, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, the specific thing about that, um, about that case in Waters, at least, you know, why, why they made the decision that they made is because um, the article says that so the woman she's basically she startled she startled the officer and the officer had released his uh, you know released his pistol mm-hmm. um, and was struck the person bullet probably went through the window who knows um, and hit the hit the lady uh, lady fell out lady died um, and. Normally, normally, um, basically, what what he would have what he would have had to prove was um, that the his um, he feared for his life was life was threatened, um, or that he thought that his life was threatened in a reasonable you know reasonable manner, and so because I was thinking about like I was trying to think of other cases where uh, the police get off. Um, and, you know, one case that I was thinking was Tamir Rice. Right. And and I'm wondering, like, oh, I was thinking of the other dude, John um, um, John Crawford, who was in the... Um, in the Walmart, right? Yeah, in the yeah. Walmart. Right. And in both those instances, in both those instances, those, uh, those individuals uh, had what appeared to be firearms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... That it, I mean, you know, they should not have necessarily died, um, but uh, that it, that is used that can be used to be able to like justify not convicting the officer. If you right. understand what I'm saying, right. so I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying that that's that's how it works, you know. Um, and so uh, in in this case, in this case, I'm trying to figure out, okay. You know what was the thing that would get a jury to see the officer's point of view, and to the point where the officer would not be convicted. You know, and um, I, I, I just, I mean. I don't even know if I see it. You know, I, I, the mistake that I see, and I, and again, I'm just saying this off the storyline. I'm right. not saying that all those other factors ain't take place because certainly, you know, the fact that it was a, you know, so-called black man is not, you know, that counts against them right. in the eyes of that jury. 
um, because they're going to be more related to that white woman. Right. Exactly. Know? That's and my so, point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, but, but what, um, but the, dang, I was, I lost my train of thought. I was about to say something. No, that's all good. I mean, I think to what you just said though is, you know, that like that can't be overlooked. Like that that jury was going to identify with that woman over him. He like up here about yeah. oh, this is what I was gonna say. This is what I was gonna say. You know, like the problem though. Like we're looking at the aftermath here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 truth is is that you should not ever rush. A police officer's oh, vehicle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Never ever. Even if you need help from the police officer, you gotta walk up off. The you can't. Yeah. You you cannot. You you have to understand. You have to treat that like, like it's in a force field. <laughs> have your hands <laughs> up, palms open, and hopefully, you know, you'll be able to get their attention in a way in which that they are not defensive. And uh, just so and, people can understand what was going on. They were responding to a call, and they actually were rolling up in the alley behind mm. where she lived. Yeah, so so, let so me, just to paint, kind of paint the picture, yeah. this wasn't like out in the open. And let me let me also paint a picture. Let me give you an example of something that I experienced. So this was recently. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm I'm up in um in an area in D.C. in well in Maryland, um, Bethesda Row. Right. Ooh, you just giving out all the business. All the I mean, business. It's no, just, just yeah, yeah. It's, but that's the row, you know, in Maryland. Anyway, the way in which it's a it, it's a very wealthy side of town, mm-hmm. right? And you know, just segregation, just like the rest of the country. That's where mostly oh, yeah. you know wealthy white people uh, exist. And uh, so anyway. There, there, there's like a shopping. There's, a, there's an Apple store there. Oh there. yes, there is an Apple store. Yeah, there. there's yes. an Apple store there, and the Apple store is on the street, faces a street. It's right there on in the, the middle street, yeah. of the block, basically. I've been in that store. Yeah, I know yeah. What you're talking about. And then directly, the way in which that area is designed, directly across the street from where the Apple store is, in the middle of the street, is a is an alley. It's a big shopping alley. Um, you can buy clothes, you can like get some food, some ice cream, you can right. just kind of sit there and just, just kind of, yeah. yeah, parlay, exactly. Directly across the street from the Apple store. Directly across the street. So um, the way in which pedestrian traffic goes is people leave the Apple store and walk across the street to the alley, to the downtown alley, right? And then back again, which is what I did, right? I want... I was I parked on the other side of the alley, walked through the alley, the shopping alley. This is not some kind of I people need to understand what I'm saying when I say alley. This is not like some kind of back behind a CD building. Area. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's not that. It's something where people take selfies and all all of that right. stuff, right? There's like Luke's lobster over there. Is <laughs> I mean it's you know, it, it's like It's where well, millennials conquer. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And so anyway, I parked on the other side of the alley and walked all the way through the alley to go to the Apple store. I crossed the, I crossed the street and I went to the Apple store, made a purchase, left the Apple store. And now as I'm crossing the street, go through the alley, right? I'm still in front of the Apple store about to cross the street. There are cars. So there's, there's a two-way street. The, the part of the street that's closest to me, the cars are driving right, 
on that side of the street, right? So there's a, a median that splits the street, you know, like a lane, you know, mm-hmm. little orange lines. And then the furthest away from me is the other side of the street where the cars are driving left. Cars that are driving to the right, which are closest to me, they're starting to they're starting to pile up uh, and slow down because they can't like it's traffic, right? So there's a car that starts to slow down as I'm crossing the street and I stop and I let that car just drive ahead, even though they didn't really have anywhere to go. I just let them go, you know, because it's a car, whatever. So that's it. And that car's there. Now I'm about to cross. I'm about to now proceed and cross the street. There's now another car then comes up to my left. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I said the cars are driving right. And there's nowhere for this car to go. So this car, I'm, walking and this car proceeds to like slowly inch ahead and while i'm walking forward they're not making a a way for me but they're like inching ahead so as i'm walking i'm looking at the people in the car and they're still inching their car ahead and so i say to the person and they're in like this convertible right this is older white guy and it was like a younger white guy in the passenger seat And I say to the person, as I'm walking across the street and passing their car and now going into the, passing the orange lines Mm -hmm. to get to the other side of the street, I say, you're just going to hit me while I'm walking? And then this person says, this is not a walkway. And so I'm like, so you're just going to hit me? It's not a walkway. Now, in this alley, while I'm crossing the street to go to go like go back up the alley, it's a police officer. Like it's a parked car. It's a parked police officer. I saw it mm-hmm. from when I first came. Mm-hmm. You know, because of situational awareness and all of that. So it's a it's a it's a a, a vehicle, a, a, a police officer that's on duty that's just kind of like parlaying, right? In the car. I say to this guy that's talking to me, how he's talking to me, I said, it's a police officer right there. And you're going to act like this? And he says, this is not a walkway. So now I say, I say, you know what? It's your world. I know my place. And I keep walking. Right? Now, in that situation, I could have went up to the the officer's vehicle. And I could have said, hello, hello, sir. Um, thank you for your service. This person over here is uh uh, seems to be is agitating me and seems to be trying to trying to cause cause a cause a physical altercation. I could have said something like that, right? And I might have been justified in saying in saying that, right? I mean, I could not think about the situation. I could have went back over to the guy. I could have got louder. I could have punched him in the face. I could have did all kinds of things. The officer's right there. Now I'm clearly the threat. You see what I'm saying? Um, I'm clearly I'm, I'm perceived as being an agitator. I could have also though to just bring it back to this whole. Muhammad Noor situation, I I could have went to that officer because I was very frustrated and very mad and just been like, pow, caught a slug, laid out, mm-hmm. and then now who cares how the case goes, right? <laughs> I, and that's a good point. You like, understand what I'm saying? Like those are things that we y'all y'all listening y'all know we're two African men who you know who are in this room. 
we those are things we have to be aware of. We have to be cognizant of that all the time. Like, yeah. So like me and you, we can't just run up on a police car. Yeah. I like mean, that. I, I was I was being I was being agitated by this white guy, you know, like un, unjustifiably, like how he was treating me. And then I could have, you know, thinking right. like, oh, well, I'm going to go to the police. And now, no matter how that situation was sliced, I didn't have any, you understand what I'm saying? No, no, saying? no, yeah, I hear like, what you're saying. Like, I was the bad guy. And so that's why that, that, potentially, that, potentially. that piece in, in the article is so critical because mm-hmm. they were in an alley yeah. behind her crib yeah. and she runs up on the car. Exactly. So, you know, we, we, we're trying to paint the picture for everybody because I think that your story is oh, really good. Oh, you know good. what? And, and that's good. That should have been more credence to this guy getting off. Exactly. Yeah. That should have been the credence. But And that's why I'm, I think that your story is such a good example because just flip the joint. Yeah. If it's Officer Jenkins, right, mm. and Raheem runs up on the car, even if he's scared, right? Let's say somebody broke in his house and he runs up. Officer, somebody's at bang, bang. He's catching the same slugs. And so I think, again, th- which is why when I read the article, I felt so sorry for those people mm. who earnestly believe in that justice system because it's like, y'all actually believe in it. Like, you believed that this dude was going to get off. You actually believed that the situational awareness that most African Americans have to be, you know, have to walk with in this country, she doesn't have to do that. So she just honestly assumed I could run up on this police car. And bang on the door and say, yo, something's going down. Even if it's earnest. Even if something was going down. I'm not saying anything wasn't. Something might have been going down. She's a woman. I know women have to deal with other things that men don't. I get that. But the fact of running up on the police car doesn't even cross her mind. She just runs up on the cop car like, boom, boom, yo, something's going down. Two cops in an alley, you catching a slug, but the cop still takes the L. Right, the cop, and that's this is just where I think people need to juxtapose this to every other situation, because you know what I what I the other thing I thought about with this story after you know just like I said feeling really bad for the Blue Lives Matter crowd, particularly the black people in that crowd, is you remember the um man it was also in Minnesota the guy who got shot in the car with yeah Castillo Castillo. yeah Mm -hmm. couldn't think of his name um and he was a a licensed firearm carrier, yeah, and told the cop, and told the cop, "I'm I'm a licensed firearm carrier," and still took an L. Yes, you know, so it's like these are things that we as black people have to be aware of at all times that Caucasians just don't have to be. Uh, so yeah, not not to the degree, not to the same not. degree. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the the thing is. I'm, yeah, and I'm, still, it, it, I'm talking it, about specifically in it, engagement no, with I mean, law enforcement. It, it is an odd thing because you know one of the things one, one of the things is that you know like if you have if it, it's just as hard it's real it's 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 hard it's messed up but you know it's what it is like basically if you have a firearm or if a police officer sees that you have a firearm even if another person sees that you have a firearm and they have a firearm you know. Um, Basically, police officers are almost trained to shoot on sight if you right. have a firearm, even if it's not a real firearm. They're trained to shoot on sight. It's just what it is. Like that's that's what it is. I don't necessarily know how it how it goes down in um, open carry states. Um, I don't know if it's a little bit more jittery about that, you know. But in places like you know in these blue states um, where there are no open carry laws. Um, it, uh, 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 
if a police officer sees someone with a firearm, you know, and that's, they're pretty much, again, trained to shoot uh, on sight. But, and then it, 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 it's, 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 it's kind of messed up because when we think about like these active shooter situations, we think about these, um, you know, these mass murder situations, how they get apprehended. It's like, you literally know that they have a gun, (laughs) right? You know that they have a gun, you know, they have a weapon and they used it. Uh, but you're able to like apprehend the person, you know, I mean, it's, 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 um, yeah, it's, uh, it's really messed up, you know, the whole situation all around. And ladies and gentlemen listening, we are not advocating that anybody die. I'm not here saying that she shouldn't have died and somebody else. No, no, no. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying if we're going to judge a matter in one way, judge every matter that same way. That's the point. I'm not here saying that her life was less valuable than anybody else. And, you know, Philando Castillo, Tamir Rice, or these guys, their life is more valuable. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that we're going to judge this. This is to show the unbalanced scales because the scriptures actually talk about in Proverbs how unbalanced scales are an abomination to the Lord. And this clearly just delineates the unbalanced scales in this system of justice that we exist in in the United States. That's all we're here to really lay out before you is this particular officer probably receiving similar training to all these other officers. You feel like your life is in danger. You start busting off and ask questions later. That's how they trained, right? You feel like you're in danger. You let loose and then we'll sort it out after the after the fact. This gentleman did the exact same thing. He felt like his life was in danger. He said he actually said that he felt like he and his partner's life was in danger because he actually reached across his partner and shot because she came at the car from the passenger side. Mm. So he felt like he and his partner's life were in danger. He let loose like every other officer you ask. Right. They said they felt like my life was in danger. I started busting off and we find and we'll sort it out later. Okay, We judge those matters one way. Those men deserved it. They were being aggressive. You know, we could run down the litany of things that people have said. This lady, oh, no, no, no. His, he got to be more <laughs> aware. He, well, wait a minute now. Either the people are aggressive or they're not aggressive. Either the officers have to be aware or they don't have to be aware. But it, yes. it can't be these, you know, moving the goalposts whenever. And this is what I feel like when I read this, you know, this was yeah. a, a clear example of just let's just move the goalposts just a little bit. Yeah. To kind of let this thing you know ride a little bit, we have to be really mindful of these things. And for those of you who are in that Blue Lives Matter crowd, give me an answer for this. You could tweet at me, tweet at me what your response is to this. Tweet at us and say, "All right, I'm Blue Lives Matter all day. Why is it cool for Muhammad Noor, who received similar training to all these other officers?" to go to jail to be convicted because the thing actually says that he can receive up to 15 years. Yeah, it's prison. I ain't jail. Right, yeah, my bad. Yeah, it's prison. So he says that the the maximum sentencing for this particular charge is 15 years. And it says that the judge are not bound by the guidelines. Yeah, he probably won't get 15. He probably won't get 15. But just the mere fact that that's even in play. Yeah. Like that's in play. going to prison. Yeah, you going to jail. Unless maybe he gets an appeal. Man. It only took them 11 hours, by the way, to come to that verdict. It wasn't even no long deliberation. (laughs) Like, they was like, yeah, he's going down. Mm. So, we just got, you know, let's let's get off this unbalanced, you know, these unbalanced scales and really judge these matters on the same, you know, on the same level. Right, you're Uh, not talking about them. You're talking about the the listener. The listener, yeah, the listener. 
Because those people are going to do what they're going to do. So this, um, you know, something else that also um, came out last month, it was an interesting article. It's about a book. I haven't read it yet, but I, I have it in my Kindle. It's it's on my next, you know, on my next docket when I'm finished the book that I'm reading now. Shout out to Amazon. Yeah, shout out to Amazon. You know you can sponsor us anytime. Bezos. <laughs> Holler at me. Holler at your boy. <laughs> Holler at your boy. That's so funny. Yeah, man. We on, we on a first name basis. Me and Jeffrey. Holler at your boy. You can sponsor me anytime. JB. Anytime. Yeah, JB. <laughs> I call him JB, right? Um, But th- there's a book that was released in January by the gentleman of the name Jamar Tisby. Um, and it's about, well, it's it's titled The Color of Compromise. And it's uh because Jamar is a historian. It chronicles... Uh, the history of racism in this country as it pertains to the American Christian church. Um, and so it's a really, really intriguing book. So I, I scooped it up. And like I said, I, I've, I've got it in the queue. He talks about how Billy Graham marched with King, right? <laughs> Everybody marched with King. Is hey. is uh, what's that guy? Bernie Bernie Sanders. Oh yeah, he Bernie, with yeah, King, yeah. Right? Bernie Marshall. He, Bernie took some. He, he took some jabs. Yeah, I, I, just, yeah. He has the one photo to prove it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I heard. I heard. <laughs> yeah, I heard Jesse Jackson held somebody in a full <laughs> Nelson while Martin Luther King stole on him. <laughs> he put somebody in a sleeper hole. Bernie put him in a sleeper <laughs> hole. DDT'd him. Oh man. Um, I heard Abraham Lincoln march with King. Stop! Stop! <laughs> But um, Jamar, you know, he he takes a uh, because J- Jamar's a historian, he takes a historical view. So that's definitely a, a book that I want to jump on, and we may, you know, might have to try to reach out to that brother. Um, hopefully he he would be willing to come on the come on the cast. But anyway, <clears throat> he was interviewed um, on a website called Religion and Politics um, a few weeks ago, um, and it was about his book. And they asked him a bunch of different questions. Um, that I thought was interesting, mm. um, just about you know the historical you know nature of racism in the American church, um, this misconception that racism was only in the South. I mean, they 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 really got into it. Yeah. Um, and it it the was Northern is so progressive. I know, right? All those blue know, states, they, they, they would never Southern Hicks. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they even hit on you know the the rise of the Christian right. I got my own, my own. Viewpoints on the Civil War and whatnot, mm. and how it's not what people uh, claim it claim it is. It's history being written by the by the victors, not necessarily the people. Oh, of who course. Lost. I mean, you could just look at the Civil War. The, the The Civil War, I mean, in in essence, was the North saying, "Hey, stop what you're doing," and rather than the South capitulate, they said, "Oh, we're good. We'll just roll out." Like, re- I mean, people don't understand how valuable slavery was. Like, it wasn't just like, oh, we want to enslave these people because we think that they're less than us. This is, I mean, if you sort of, what's, what's, what's the word with a um, factory for infl- in inflation? Slavery was like probably a billion, trillion dollar industry at that time. They were like, we just start a whole nother country. Well, the reason why the North was trying to uh, disenfranchise the South was not necessarily because they cared about. Exactly, the, yeah. About, about it it about wasn't the, about that. N- the people. 
uh, people with money. The, the the issue was is that the North felt that the South was going to destroy the North because the South would have so much power. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what they did was they, um, you know, one of the strategies at some point in time ended up being let's devalue the currency. The currency being the some of those people, the, the slaves. slaves. Yeah, slaves, exactly. Yeah. We'll, de- we'll devalue the currency. It's an economic hit. You understand what I'm saying? So it wasn't necessarily like, oh, well, you know, we just freeing the, the slaves. The power base of the country was moving south. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The power like, oh, base was moving that. south. Can't yeah. have that. Yeah, they about to be their own, you know. Their own country. Own joint, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, people got to take take a look at that piece of it. But another thing that Jamar actually said in this um in this interview, he, he made a very interesting um, statement. He said that racism never goes away. It just adapts. I thought that was a very interesting statement. Um, interesting in a good way. Uh, because a lot of times people will say, well, what's going on now? It's not like the 1800s or you were just openly you know, racist and that kind of thing. But again, I think what you see now is just racism adapting. I mean, we could just go 10 miles east or west and see what's going on in, in D.C., with gentrification, you know what I mean, and and see how racism adapts. By the way, on another note, so I was on the sub yesterday. I was on the subway yesterday on the metro, mm. good old metro, DC metro. Have you seen what they're doing outside of RFK? Outside of um, RFK um, Stadium, uh, Arm- the Armory, DC Armory, yeah, RFK. They building all these tennis courts, soccer fields. Really, it's crazy. Mm. Gentrification is no yeah, joke. Yeah, I was yeah, on the train because yeah. you know that bridge. You know, you go, mm-hmm. and so I was looking. I was like, yo, I was with my wife. I said. I was like, baby, look at look what's going yeah, on. Like East Capitol. Street. Yeah, like they've mm-hmm. torn up all of that now, and it's like all yeah. this greenery. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, gentrification is no. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not a game, people. Yeah, yeah. That's a little. That's a little south of um, of Benning Road. Yeah, yeah. 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 For and, for and, people and, who who know DC, that's you know that's southeast. It's the border of southeast and northeast. Mm-hmm. And the R- RFK yeah, is where the Redskins used to play. There. Yeah, it was just and land. It was just sitting would, there. People would have um little market and all that. Yeah, like yeah. little flea markets and yeah, stuff yeah, used to be exactly. over there. Yeah, they tore it up, huh? So people, for people who know the the area, that used to—I mean, it's still kind of the hood, but that used to be the hood hood. And to see what they're doing over there now is crazy. Like it's just like so much development, and it's like y'all couldn't do this 10, 15 years ago. You know what I mean? So anyway, when you talk about gentrification, it's not just the people that move in, although that's a part of it. It's also then the the municipality's attention that gets paid towards the area once the demographics change. Because mm-hmm. stuff like that, that's not the people moving in, that's the city saying, all right, let's 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 build this whole nice little area over mm-hmm. here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Gentrification, man, it's really, so, so, so you know, it's like, it's like a virus. I mean, it's horrible, I mean, you know, we're, just imagine what the, the 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 Christian doctrine of discovery was doing, you know, trying to civilize the savage and take away lands from from inhabitants that were there before, and they weren't considered they weren't considered people, you know. So here we are, all over yeah. again. So that's something else that J- Jamar actually brings up in his book. And again, I really feel kind of disadvantaged because I haven't read the book yet, but I think that some of these questions are are, are really good in this interview. Again, you can go to religion and politics and look for Jamar's interview. He mentions how throughout American history, so many Christian preachers were like not just being quietly complicit, because that's one group of people, you know, yeah. the the quietly complicit sure, group. Sure. But there were actually active participants sure. in segregation yeah. and pro-slavery. And he mm-hmm. cites one as an example. Um, G.T. Gillespie, 
Christian preacher in in um, the 1950s actually preached messages about the Christian view, quote unquote, I'm using my air quotes people, the Christian view of segregation, Mm -hmm. where he justifies segregation, even going as far as to say it's based on the Bible. Mm -hmm. That's so problematic. And to think there were Christians in that time to be like, yeah, yeah, this is cool, right? Because the Bible says it's it's okay Mm -hmm. to subjugate people Mm -hmm. and redline Mm -hmm. and Jim Crow and all of these different things. And for the majority of the quote-unquote Christian church, Mm -hmm. they were not just complicit. Mm -hmm. They were like active participants in the joint. Man. All right, so let's keep going through Jamar's interview. I'm just pulling out some of these questions, y'all. Like I said, y'all can go check out the article. He talks about the difference between racism and subjugation in the South versus in the North. And he says that there there are real racists, or there were, quote unquote, real, the, the notion is that all the real, quote unquote, racists were in the South. Mm-hmm. Which is a narrative yeah, which, which, yeah, which is a narrative. the people who won the Civil War. But he says that he actually has a chapter in the book talking on the Christian complicity in the North. And that's anywhere outside of the South. He says bigotry was not only in the South. The only difference that the only difference about the South is that's where the physical plantations were. Mm. That's the only difference. But mm. the mentality the majority of majority of the physical plantations. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the yeah. mentality of the people towards African people didn't change at the Mason Dixon. Some like some kind of magic, you know, happened once you crossed the Mason Indi- Dixon. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my joint in there. Indigenous peoples. Yeah. Sure, sure. Mm. But the the entire country has to be implicated because of the agricultural production. Mm. Right? So when you take all the cotton and the tobacco and the sugar cane and you send it up north to factories to be processed mm. and, you know, whatever, mm. they're also benefiting from the institution of slavery. That's correct. Yeah, that's that that is um those are uh cottage industries around um around slavery. In fact, slavery was providing the raw material to, exactly. be, to then be able to um, develop these different products. Sure. And you know, one of the things that we have to do, and this is just something that I personally started to do, is we have to look at I think when you Phrase it differently, people look at it differently. You have to phrase slavery as forced free labor. Because when, when, sometimes when you just say slavery, it can kind of turn into this other thing. And when, when you say what it was was hundreds of years of forced free labor, you know, in addition to you kidnapping people and bringing them across the world, you then subjugated them for hundreds of years of forced free labor, which built the financial base of your nation. So, For as much as this country yeah, uh, talks it, about it, it workers' rights and all that stuff. So it doesn't matter how you word it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how you word it. When you hold up a mirror people and the mirror shows that you're ugly, you don't want to look in the mirror because what that, what that, what is the alternative? You know, what is the alternative that I fall back so that you can move ahead? Like, right. nah, man. It's like, I'm hey. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's what it is. That's why it's like I don't even really like. I don't like harping on a lot of this stuff. Um, I think that it's in, I think it's more so important for education mm-hmm. for my own, you know, lineage and the people in which that I'm around to be able to better educate them and equip them so that they can be able to move forward. So for example, bringing back what I was saying before about like that police officer. Now I could have went and like knocked or whatever. And we don't know how that would have turned out. 
we really don't know how that would have turned out. If I was following the narrative or how our quote unquote country says it works, um, then, you know, it would have made sense to, hello, officer, can you please help me? Well, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, that's just company line. That's just marketing. Right, uh, right, the right. The truth is, is that that's, although I can get help at times, we that's not necessarily who, what they're designed to do. They're not designed to help me. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I might just be, they might help me every now and then, but as a group, and just overall, how the country works is like they're, I'm, I'm, they're designed to contain me, not necessarily to help me. To serve you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I don't expect, and listen, you know, for everybody listening, this is not to, to harp on it to make people think that I expect this country to change. Because I don't expect this country to change. I really don't. You sure you're not trying to get on your wrestling ball? Nah, man. But what Come I on, do. Come on, brother, get but, on your Candace Owens. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. You need a white spouse to do that. Yeah, I was oh, oh, yeah, yeah, did, yeah. I, did I say that? And start hitting up the, uh, you know, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me ask one the conservative circuit. But Shout anyway, out to Candace Owens. Yeah. But what I do expect mm. is for those who claim faith in the Most High, mm. like this should impact you. Like these are the types of things. Like when you see in the Old Testament where God would speak to kings and then like the whole nation would repent. They're like, yo, man, we've been doing dirty. Like that's what I expect from the body of believers. Like I don't expect this country to change because this country is godless, right? Just like most countries are godless. They're run by godless people, godless kings, which is why the scripture says that the most high watches nations rise and fall. He's not tripping off of that. He's not tripping off this empire, just like he ain't tripping off the Roman Empire or the Byzantine Empire or any other empire. The British Empire that we're watching crumble before our very eyes, because I was reading about if the Brexit thing goes a certain way, that London would just become like a figurehead city. It wouldn't even be a powerful city anymore mm. because of their loss of connection to the European Union's power base. So Shout out to the Duke and Duchess trying to move to South Africa. Yeah, you know. So, oh yeah, they they on that like, yeah, because they see the right on the wall. Yeah. Like if Brexit goes a certain way, there will no longer be a British empire. Like mm-hmm. so we're we're literally watching before our very eyes an ancient empire fall to mm-hmm. nothing, to mm-hmm. ruin. Mm-hmm. God doesn't move, he's not moved by that. But what is something that should move believers is that the body of believers complicit nature in these godless things that just kind of flow throughout history and how we just always just ride along you know, he he actually quotes MLK in in this article. He says that in many areas, um, the the body of believers, instead of being the headlight, end up being the taillight. He says that where we should have been shining the light of Christ right in the forefront of matters, we always hop on at the back end and got a little bit of light yeah, coming out I the mean, end. It's the, like the thing is, is that you wouldn't even had. <laughs> This country wouldn't even been built or founded the way it was, you know. Of course, really moving with, you know, with um, the spirit of our heavenly Father. It's just, it just would not have even, you know, like you wouldn't even had the Christian doctrine of discovery if they truly, if they truly abided by the 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 spirit and the tenets uh, thereof. Oh yeah, I mean that's why they they don't like to mention that a lot of these theologians that they love to quote own slaves and stuff like that. You know we. But again, that that goes to the complicit nature of just too many, too many to count believers throughout history. It's like yeah, at I some mean, point there has to be, and that's why I I, I brought up that that example of the mm-hmm, Old Testament mm-hmm. because at some point there has to be macro level repentance, mm-hmm. not not like individual repentance, but like macro level repentance. Like we 
as a people need to repent and turn from this way of thinking, this behavior, et cetera, et cetera. You know, just dot, 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 hmm. macro level. Hmm. Like like what the guy tried to get the um, Southern Baptist Convention to do, I think it was like a year and a half ago when he brought this up and was like how the SBC was like built on this stuff. And hmm. he tried to get the leaders to issue like a public letter hmm. of repentance and they was like, nah, we ain't doing yeah, that. Nah, you know? And so what like, would that do? Like it would disintegrate that entire yeah, organization. I mean, but if if that's what's needed, right, for mm. for you know the actual characteristics of Christ to be shown, yeah, then I, so be it. I feel like I might have mm. lost people when I use that word disintegrate because when people think integration, they think this Marxist term of integration. They only think one <laughs> thing, where it's like, oh, black people, white people coming along, Martin Luther King, blah blah blah. No, integrate, integrate. When you take two things and they connect together to form a bond. Um, when I mean in the reverse of that, or to disintegrate, which means to crumble or to um, break apart. And so what I'm saying is in regard to the Southern Baptist Convention, like it's integrated based on these certain principles, these certain um, uh, views and these decisions that were made, money that was invested, you know, it's, who knows, they're probably worth billions of dollars. Like, um, and so for them to then go against their genetic composition and makeup and to root for people that they view as competition, quite honestly, when everything just boiled down, would disintegrate, would cause that thing to crumble. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, people yeah. be like, nah, I don't want to be a part of this, blah, 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 blah. And it would just kind of fall. It would get smaller. And it should get smaller. It should, yeah, exactly. Because everything in this world gets smaller. We don't have no dinosaurs running around playing basketball anymore. They're just not here, except maybe the Raptors. But aside from them, right. you understand what I'm saying? Have you Things? seen Chris Bosh? I'm just saying. Oh, come on. First me and Candace Owens, now you and Chris oh, Bosh. Shout out to Chris Bosh. Chris, you can yeah, sponsor us anytime, my, bro. Yeah, and, but, but what I'm saying is like everything is smaller. Everything is smaller. These big church artifices are going to get smaller. Um, but everybody really wants to be – I mean, it's just like government agencies – and not uh, non-governmental organizations. Like, you're supposed to be here for a period of time until the problem that you're trying to solve gets solved, then you go away. But because of the nature of man, nature want, the nature of man, man wants to exist around forever in perpetuity. Right. What is your plan? Like, you hear all the time with these entrepreneurs and, oh, Facebook say, oh, well, we're only 1% done. What are we going to be doing in the next 100 years? Like, who is, 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 I, is the Heavenly Father really telling you that you should, like, Facebook should be around for the next 100 years. I'm using that as one example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the only thing that really should be around, if you anybody should be really planning for for the next 100 years is your seed. That's pretty much it. Like, I mean, because we want to try to accomplish everything. Oh, yeah. In, 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 in our one, People you know, want to reign. Like, yeah. they want to reign, you know? Like, government agencies, they, they want to wax fat, right? <laughs> like, they, everybody, oh, you know, we got to justify, we got to ask for more money, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, it's going to be counter for the Southern Baptist Convention. And I know this is one example yeah. going off into no, like no. this little tangent, but that's just one example. Like, you can't expect, and I'm sure that that guy, I would imagine that he probably knew that that was going to happen, but that was his way of just kind of calling them out. You know right. what I mean? Just be like, okay, well, let's give them the opportunity to try and make the first step to correcting their wrongs. And he's just he's like, see, yeah, no, nah, I mean, it's I think if, if, if there's that macro level repentance, I think one of the things that it does, you know, unintentionally, but it will happen is it will show 
when we have built on things other than the foundation that we're supposed to have built upon. So know? it was the second Corinthians chapter three where it um, talks about the things like Christ is our foundation and then we build upon the foundation. No, that's the fire. Things get burnt up in the fire. Yeah, that's fire. right. Yeah, Precious that gold. First, oh, okay, first yeah, yeah, Corinthians yeah. chapter three. I mean, second Corinthians chapter three. Which no, no, first one. First, first one. Okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, everything else gets burnt up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's what happens. I mean, if there's macro level repentance from leaders and you know fathers and and people pushing things forward, and at a macro level, people are turning. Yeah, what happens is, man. We've been building on sand and straw. We've been building with other things other than gold and, and, and precious stones. Yeah. And of course, those things that are precious is each other, right? On the foundation of Christ and building with one another because we are living stones, you know? I think just to come around third base with this, there's a, you know, we're gonna get a little Bible-y, but there, there's a scripture in, uh, I believe, First Peter where, where Peter says, you weren't a people and now you are a people. Mm. And I think, Initially, to acknowledge our differences is fine. Like we say, yo, you know, we, we come from different places, different people culturally. Correct. That's cool. Right. But we are willing to put those things aside for the sake of becoming one people. You know, that's yeah, the that's that, the I mean, First that, Peter two. That and that's that. Like what you're saying is that's why, like this whole you know diversity, diversity, diversity. That hot word that's being used right now. Like that's not. Like you just described what diversity is, the first part, but Christ don't want us diverse. He wants us unified. Yeah. That's you not know, uniform, and, but unified. Yeah. And, yes. and then the thing is, is that the thing is, is that people don't people don't really understand. You can have a whole bunch of diverse points of views, but one is chosen. Right. And everybody else is gonna have to go along with that choice. So, you know, people can be informed, you can have diverse points of views, diverse opinions and whatnot, but ultimately a decision is made. Do you feel what I'm saying? Am I gonna go with my flesh or am I gonna go with the spirit? You can't go with both. Right. You feel what I'm saying? And here's what we do, you know, and this to 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 bring it home to believers, this is what we do. We we tell the the witch and the warlock, put that down and come to Christ. Okay. We, we tell those who practice ancient tribalistic religions, put that down and come to Christ. Okay, I'm with you so far. Those who practice idol worship, put that down and come to Christ. Okay, I'm with you. Those who practice ancestor worship, put that down and come to Christ. You're going to keep going till you hit my joint, huh? I'm going to keep going until okay. I hit it, right? But what we don't do, right, is we, we don't tell those who don't really practice Christianity, who practice a white folk religion, we don't tell them to put that down and come to Christ. We don't look at them and say, what you practice is a European-based folk religion. It's not true biblical Christianity. It's not what it is. We don't do that. That's what we we come just short of doing that. That I mean that's- because that is met with so much resistance. So we don't even go there. We don't say, hey, what you're doing is not that's not based on the Bible. You need to repent at a macro level and turn and put that down. Put it in the same place that you told the witch and the warlock and the ancestor worshiper. Put all of that over there and then we can come back and and, and start here. That's the discussion that truly needs to be had. Can't, yeah, and I mean, you know, again, you know, words are powerful because it's like, you know, even if you use that term Christianity or Christian or whatever, like they don't know, like they know it to be a, like all these things that are wrong, you know, like they like true biblical, they like they believe they're practicing true biblical Christianity, 
you know. But like, that's where you make like, the distinction. That, that's that the word. Like we know Christ wasn't a Christian, mm-hmm. right? And Christ means anointed one, and people refer to his followers as followers of the way or anointed deans or ones who are anointed, followers of the anointed, you know, whatever, what have you. And they, they took this term Christ, created the term Christianity and stuffed in all these things, all these things. So there is no biblical Christianity. I get the terminology, but you follow what I'm saying? So like to follow the Bible, to be about the Bible, you kind of realize that everything, and I'll say every, like 99% of the thing outside of like Christ, Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> everything that because people from christ we what then connect the building like just off there off break. off break you're off and this is you what, and this is what we have to you know bring the and this even goes into so we're, we're not even gonna Christ, put a break in here we're yeah, just gonna not, keep flowing and 99 percent of quote-unquote christianity 99 percent christianity is is accessed in these unbiblical instant un, unbiblical are these buildings that the bible does not condone advocate, for. advocate yeah, yeah, yeah. for in fact when you're talking about taking on many of the debts of this world loans and all of that or, or these artifices uh you know like that mentality is actually anti-christ it's counter-christ you know right. and they, a lot of people just they just can't make the separation they can't make the separation it's, and it's it's unfortunate but that's what it is and no you know people because once you start talking about you know, church the building or whatever, they people you they either lose you, or I mean you either lose them or they get offended because they're so connected to this practice. You know, right? Um, but yeah. that's where you have to articulate what you practice mm-hmm. is a European folk religion, yeah. and that's what you have to tell. But then like, you have to break down why that is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Is. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Then they'll get lost on that. Because yeah. after I, I say Christian doctrine of discovery, well, it's a Christian on it. It got to be good. Yeah. It's like I, I, our, like it has nothing to do with Christ. Yeah. And that's where you know we have to be willing to go because it's very it's easy. Called. Like we yeah. can come up to the hoteps, right? Yeah. You come up to the hoteps and be like, "Yo, man, put that down." Put that down. You need to come to Christ. All right, bro. Right. And you be and you people are very willing to do exactly what you just said. Mm. Break down all the reasons why yeah. Yeah. all these different things. And I'm talking about like black Christians. I'm talking about black people. They'll be like, yeah, yeah. Man, why are you talking about why why are you angling at these Christian rappers like this, man? Why are you going at them, man? They need to eat too, brother. They need to eat too. They need to be they need to put concerts on in the mega churches and whatnot. They can't be they can't be biting the hands that feed them, brother. Hey, bro. Come on, man. So I mean, but this even goes into, you know, y'all y'all know I I told you a couple weeks ago we're gonna get back into this week in the news. So this week in the news They need those audiences, brother. Was um and it's this is not meant to be the the beginning is not meant to be funny, but I'm gonna start here. So y'all know John Ernest was the guy who shot up that synagogue in California mm. recently, um, and very sad. People died. I mean, and and we're not here to to make light of that. Very very terrible situation. Um, but what was very interesting was that a manifesto of his was re, uh, recently discovered. And in this manifesto, he wrote all these different things about how he hates Jews, and you know, he just he he, he just he even praised the guy who shot up the mosque, yeah, in New Zealand, you know, in, in in New Zealand. I mean, you know, he he, he was going in. Mm. So here's where this week in the news comes in, mm. because in that manifesto, he quotes all this scripture mm. and all these biblical reasons yeah. why what he was doing was yeah. justified. Yeah, yeah, and. 
y'all know I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm not on a whole lot of social media, but I am on Twitter. Mm. And and I My found it so verified. You verified, nah, right? You verifiably nah. unverified. I'm yeah, exactly. Okay. I'm completely unverified. You got that clear check mark. <laughs> I got you. My Jones written in pencil on the side. Okay. All of these different preachers. I'm talking about a lot. It was a lot. It mm. it it was enough for me to say, you know what? We got to bring this on the cast because they were all like. We, oh, this should be alarming to us as believers that this guy was able to so easily tie in his white supremacy hmm. to our faith. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, believers, we should be shocked. Mm-hmm. And just preacher after preacher after preacher sure. was just kind of like, like, and at first, you you know, y'all know me, I'm, I'm a little cynical. At first, you're like, this dude lying. But then when you see one after the next, you think, are they all really just that clueless? And mm-hmm. I'm I'm starting to think, you know what? I think they are. Like mm-hmm. I don't and this goes back to our, our the point we were just previously discussing. The 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 fact that this joint is so closely tied mm-hmm. to this Eurocentric folk religion, mm-hmm. that's why it's so easy mm-hmm. for supremacists yeah. to make that jump. It's not even a big jump. What's the folk religion you're talking about? The fact where I can think that God and country, just th- thoughts like that. Where is that okay? God is not tied to any country. Like he's oh God, family, country. Mm. America's a Christian nation. Mm. Like all of those things are literally antichrist. Mm. But it's an easy leap for us to make those kinds of statements I and see. people to believe that kind of stuff okay. because what you actually believe is in a folk religion. Mm-hmm. You don't really believe in the faith that is written out in the scriptures mm-hmm. because in actuality, God didn't stand with any nation. Mm-hmm. He was actually creating a nation. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not a king of any nation in this world. My kingdom's not of this he world. stand with the nation of Israel? He said, I came to them first, but then I went to the highways and the byways. Oh. Say Remember, that? they asked him, said, are you here to bring the kingdom mm. back to Israel? He said, no. He said, I'm not here for that. Come on, stop. Hey, we got to cut this podcast. I'm I'm, cutting every, I'm 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 here pissing everybody off. <laughs> I'm here to piss everybody stop, off. Stop, stop quoting scripture. You know? So, like, he was able, this, this dude, John Ernest, was able to make this leap, and these preachers don't even realize mm-hmm. y'all preaching a Eurocentric folk religion. Yeah. That's why these supremacists can make the leap so easily because yeah. they can pick out two or three things. It ties to their white supremacy and boom. And now I'm busting in synagogues and mosques and I'm busting off there and burning down churches and doing whatever else. Yeah. They, they, there it is. Right. And we are right. actually part of the problem. The body of believers is actually a part of the problem because mm-hmm. we continue to prop up a Eurocentric folk religion mm. as opposed to tear it down the same way we tear down all this other idol worship. Mm-hmm. We tear down that stuff. We tear that stuff down. I've heard stories from like people I know who are missionaries who say when they go overseas and they are working with other people, they're preaching an American religion. This sure. is not the faith of the Bible. Yeah, I was talking with a um, someone that I know who said he's going to uh, Kenya Mm-hmm. To do missions work, I said, "How's he going?" He said, "How long is he going?" I said, "I asked him how long he was going." He was like, "Yeah, I'm going for a week." I was like, "All right, cool." And then he's like, "Yeah, you know, out there. I mean, you know, we're going to be in Nairobi. Anything, anything outside of that. I mean, it's really kind of like really bad and whatnot." And he was like, "Yeah, you know, they sell like their daughters and all this other stuff." And I was, you know, just talking with him. And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I hear what you're saying." 
and it's really messed up. I, but I, I think that, uh, but with that, I think it's important that when you go there, that you understand that what you, what you're trying, you're a conduit for Christ, and not necessarily um, uh, condemning people in, their, in in certain cultural ways and how people move, um, uh, because that is what tends to happen historically. Like you look down on certain things because you know, I mean, right. it's a real, you know, like it's it's really. It's really like, like, like for example, people will say, "Oh, these people treat women bad." Let's bring feminism. Like that's a, like that's the solution. <laughs> they treat do, women bad over here. Do, like, what do you, do you, do you yeah, understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's how it, that that's really how it is. And it's like I was just talking with this guy. And he was saying something akin to, like, you know, the way they treat the girls and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, well. And then the, it's just I wasn't sure where he was like I don't know if he was real informed as to why he was as concerned you know like I don't know like he was told you, to be concerned for a certain reason yeah you understand what I'm saying yeah, like yeah, are yeah. you are you Twitter concerned or are you concerned concerned <laughs> right you hashtag concerned because I mean right. you're going on it like it sounds good but then at the same time you're going on a mission trip for like a week and it's like okay so is this Tourism was this missions. Yeah. You you understand what I'm saying? Because because I was like you know like I mean, it's funny because I'm a so called you know so called black man. You know that's black. Yeah, native black American, and I'm I'm you know I just thinking it's it's like it's 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 humorous to me mm-hmm. when I, I hear about how people you know they go overseas and it's like yeah and this stuff happening like right. Like right here, right, exactly. <laughs> like the, I'm the same exact. Like I come from it, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's important, but it's just funny how it's like grass is greener, right? You know what I mean? Well, let's let let's just bring it on home for people who might have gotten offended by my my, my statement saying you mean that, everybody, you know, yeah, just I was everybody. offended actually. Yeah, so you, you know. gonna apologize to me too? I will off off air though. You gonna give me that? Uh, you gonna give me that little? Um, uh, you gonna give me my letter of? Uh, <laughs> Of um, repentance. I'm going to write a manifesto yeah. to you. you oh. <laughs> but anyway, to, to just to bring it on home, for those of you who, who, who might have heard what I said and got offended, oh, what are you talking about, Amani, Eurocentric folk religion? Why do you think we do urban missions? Nobody does suburban missions. Nobody goes to rich neighborhoods and do missions. Do you think that people in those wealthy neighborhoods don't oh need Christ? Oh, boy, now you're starting to sound like Amos Wilson. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm just trying to point out the the, 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 the the things that we do. The right? cage, yeah. The, ge- we, the we we going to do an urban ghettos, mission. The ghetto's a cage. Yeah, I could go into a whole thing about yeah. that, but yeah. The, so I'm the just, hood is the you cage. know, it's a it's a mentality yeah. that we have. We're going in the cage <clears throat> to to rescue the savages. What yep. did we do when, when when we used to work with a particular organization and they would have the little conferences? What did mm. we do? We went to the hood. We didn't go to rich neighborhoods to go pass out tracks and give out food. Yeah, boy. Well, AJ, that's because they don't need Christ. Exactly. We believe they don't need Christ. Why? Because they're rich, primarily European people. I mean, white people because it's so-called yeah. black Europeans. But yeah, mm-hmm. I got you. Are. There you are. All right. So, well, really, you want to say Eurasians if you really want to go there. Yeah, you could. Or you could just say Asians. Yeah. Oof. They just going to absorb the whole little, I mean, it's, the it, knuckle, it's, the, yeah, the knuckle of the continent. They just go to. The pinky. <laughs> All of a sudden, the pinky's its own continent. Right. I know. But Russia's not a continent. Know, Even though right? Russia's like. Bigger 20 than whole- times <laughs> <laughs> Russia's part right. of Asia but anyway Europe is a continent okay right, so y'all whatever. know listen ladies and gentlemen we gotta do better y'all y'all know listen 
we come a little harder at believers because we expect more out of you. We're we're believers here, and so I, you know, we, we want more out of you. Yeah. I don't know about expecting. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> I we, want more. Yeah, we we want more. We want more. <laughs> so if it felt like we was going a little hard, it's because you know, listen, we can do better. We can do better. I'm not you know, called to be. Expecting is fine. Yeah, I'm not called to be like a mortal. Like what did the scripture say? Like don't just be mere men. Like mm-hmm. I'm not just trying to be a mere man, right. but I'm a man of the most high. And so when I see people doing things that I know that are unrighteous, I can't just rock with it just because they look like me. Like we have to get to that place. So whether it's cops blowing people away, Oof. I know, right? That's what, that, 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 that was a hard one right there. Let me, let me bring that back. All right, well. unless, it's, let, unless it's cops shooting people. <laughs> yeah. Whether it's cops blowing people away or terrorist manifestos. By the way, they was calling that dude a Christian terrorist. Mm. We just can't end this show. I'm sorry. We just got to keep dropping nuggets. Whether it's Christian terrorists, cops blowing people away, or historical racism, y'all know we're going to keep God in the mix. So we do thank y'all for rocking with us. Eve, safe travels. I know you're going to be listening to it because you love listening to this podcast when you're not on to yeah. critique us. Shout out to Chris Bosch. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Bosch and Jeff Bezos. And Candace Sponsors, sponsors anytime. As always, we'll keep God in the mix. This is AJ for A saying peace. Let's get started. I won't teach you. Let me set apart who is my people. The ones who set in their heart to be believers. Press on to the mark to follow Jesus. When it gets hard, they be seeking the leaders. Fathers that help them heal when they are beaten. Or help them see the meaning when they're grieving. Don't follow their feelings that are being misleading. They the ones that keeping it biblical Keep it 100 when others saying it's fictional A relational life, that is how it's scriptural A stay in the light while cats be living typical Integrity we chose cause folks are just hypocritical Religious midwit, man that is how they picture you Wishing you would go the way of the extinctional You remind them too much of what they listen to